Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. What a ride it's been. We are almost done with our amazing Spider-Girl coverage, and it has been such a crazy, crazy time. So, for our second episode recording of 2023, we got a major announcement that's coming very soon on this episode, so stay tuned for that. Um, we are playing catch-up with our audio edition, so this is the last one of the week uh, ending in the 11th of March. And so, as a result, this is our last episode for the week, but we will have two more episodes next week, and then the following week, we will have another episode uh based on the one we just live streamed as of this recording so we just had another live stream we've we got three episodes that are uh recorded and in the can three more of the audio editions coming to you very soon uh, next one will be a big one i'm telling you uh I'll stay tuned for that announcement next here on make mine mayday here on the spidey dude radio network Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. I'm Jack Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host of the, co-host of the program. I'm the executive producer for the Spidey Dude Radio Network. And before we get started, i got to thank our patreon.com slash Network. Uh, we got Bigman, Scott, Greg, Keyguard, Jessica, Venetian. Kale, Georgia, Catherine, Cindy, Jurgen, and Laura, but also we have our newest patron, Master Dramon. I hope I'm that name correctly. Uh, so thank you for uh, subscribing over our Patreon, patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Um, all sorts of fun goodies coming to you very soon over there on Patreon. So, but <clears throat> as I... Uh, Hi everybody, I'm Zach, and this is Kelly, and Hi. welcome to Mayday. Um, before we get started, obviously, uh, we always give our disclaimer to our audio listeners. There's going to be some references, especially today, to some visual aids uh, and or live comments that are made on YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Radio Network. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the channel, uh, especially with the big announcement that we have later on in the episode. So Ryan Reed is already on. He says, hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, this episode, we're going to be covering uh, three issues. Three issues, but 25 is a big issue. Very big it's issue. Um, so and that's why I thought there would be some history, but you said you were going to wait. So the next review. Yeah, the next, the next review episode that we do, uh, I will get into more of the history of because at that point we knew there was an ending. So we were hoping at this point, uh, the, the history that I will say concerning 25 is that we were really hoping that we were going to, you know, kind of bring the, the numbers up for 25 and, you know, kind of promote it a, quite a bit. And um, it, it, the numbers went up a little bit, but it wasn't obviously enough to, to make the save the way everybody thinks that the save was made. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, I mean, I will say we will speak on certain things that were going on in that time frame, in the comic industry and just in the economy overall. Yes. Cause I think that that did hinder some stuff. Um, and you know, I've yes. got my own personal story. 
to, to so, bring to that. But let's, um, since I kind of jumped to that, just because we had, we're just talking about it before we went live. Um, let's go ahead and kind of do our normal rundown, which starts with news and announcements. Although our big announcement will be at the end of the show because we've got to like, got to drum up some suspense. Um, even though this suspense is killing me and I, I don't know how we're going to get through today's uh, episode. I've already had, this is my third energy drink. Cause you know, what better to go with uh, excitement than copious amounts of ca- caffeine, you know? <laughs> um, but we will start off with, uh, we do have a MC to World 982 sighting in current comics. And of course, that's in the current uh, End of Spider-Verse event series. That's only in one book. Uh, So it's not really much of an event. Um, But in (laughs) Spider-Man 4, (laughs) it's really not. It's not that much of an event. It's also definitely not the end with the new movie coming out. but yeah, so we think, because uh, this is the one page that doesn't get like telling you what character is what, and I'm just going to kind of go into the notes, but we think that we saw 982 Peter make an appearance in the current Spider-Verse mini, which would be a big deal. You should have gone with the bigger one than that. Thanks oh, for that. Okay, so for anybody just listening to us, there are some visual aids. Um, Zach is pulling. Uh, you're, stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop. I just, fine. This is all ruined. You, you're, I don't want to say you pulled a Brad. <laughs> Brad. Jump the gun, sir. Uh, but. Uh, anybody that's watching, uh, what just popped up on the screen is what uh, we believe is supposed to be 982 Peter. Uh, yeah, he's a giant spider. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, we're pretty sure. And like I said, though, for some reason, it's the only page to not give context and show us the different names of all the different spiders in the multiverse that are in that one big scene. Um like it's supposed to almost like that was an error possibly um but yeah so gosh anyway so because like i'm tongue-tied for later uh and now i'm all messed up but okay shake it off and basically essentially you messed me up all right but um you did you like but anyway so the whole scene is Miles is wasped because um, I don't know if anybody's been reading it. I have. Um, lot, lots of lots of spiders have been turned into wasps. Not gonna read too deeply into that. Um, and anyway, Miles is being chained up um, because he is a wasp of two worlds, so he actually is fighting it pretty well. And Mayday's the one locking him up and she's full wasp and this giant spider that is sitting next to peter parked car that you wouldn't know about if you didn't read the lead up and that's again why i said like why are there not 
like at least character names next to them. Because there's a giant talking car named Peter Parked Car. That exists now. And <laughs> it exists now. Uh, but anyway, um, there's a giant humanoid talking spider talking to May, trying to talk sense into her and tell her that, you know, you're not like this. And she's like, shut up to the person that thinks they're my dead dad. And uh, yeah, great. Awesome. Anyway, um, I, I, yeah, I wrote me explaining that kind of makes me want to drink bleach. I'm going gonna, <laughs> gonna to drink more of uh, this energy drink instead. Um, but uh, and then that's what I that's when I wrote. Can we use a visual aid here, which would have been your cue, but you already blew it. Uh, but I would like you to show up the bigger page so I can kind of show what I'm talking about on like the absolute insanity because I've got a whole thing here later. So yeah, so here's the whole page. Yes, that is an 8-bit Spider-Man saying beep boop. I don't know why either. They were not in any lead up. They're just there. That's the Atari. So on the page. Okay, it's supposed to be Atari. I think it's it's not supposed supposed to be an 8-year-old MS Paint. No, I think it's supposed to be the Atari Spider-Man. Okay. And then you've got, um, you know, Peter Parked Car, which with boot with I mean I, with boots with boots, boots. on. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know what I, I don't know how high uh, the creative team was when they created this scene, especially. But yeah, um, wasn't there like a a no? Like so a, all right. So uh, Peter. So Peter parked car and that little black and white spider that I have already blocked his story out because it was just too weird. Um, and one reason why I wish the names were there because I don't know his name and I don't care to pull the the issue back up to reread it. Um, those are from the new lead-ups that were done before the mini. Uh, and then, of course, then there's Spinneret, which I, I still cannot fathom if she's there as a mercy to Annie or if it's because she's not actually a spider and it, you know, because her powers come from her suit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just, just look at this insanity. Just look at it. Just look at it. And then think about, this is my thing. This, and this is kind of what like went into this whole, this horrible situation. Um, Because again, this was not necessarily shocking by any means. Um, you can take that away now. We don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> I was we just can, waiting. We can stop torturing our, our watchers. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, again, it's not really shocking because at the end of Spider Geddon, you know, we saw the hand pop out. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Greg. All right. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no. So like I said, Spider Geddon, we see the hand pop out and it did say the other. So this isn't shocking because as we know of the other, uh, they can turn into these human giant spiders and then they die and then they come back as human. And it's weird. And I don't like it. I don't really like the spider totem situation, but I guess we got to roll with it. It's especially a huge thing in this mini. So we got to go with it. Um, you know, and so at least in that sense, like, yay, he's not dead. We have proof of life. Um, 
<laughs> if you want to, if you want to say that, um, but, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's, you know, and again, it's not a permanent situation. We know that it can be fixed. He just has to die again and then he can be human because that's how the other rolls. Yeah. It's so convoluted. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm just going to read what I wrote because I was like the implication of this being in the MC2 for some reason makes my skin crawl. I don't like it. Uh, this is the way I felt since 2014. I cannot stand this. Um, although it's still far, far better than the Infinity comic because at least the people writing know something. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, mm, you know, I look, I stand by my statement. I really don't like the infinity comic. It, it, it's disgustingly terrible. Like the more that I think about it and the more that I sit on it and the more that I reread it and I really might try my best to like it. I can't, I, I stand by that. Like, and this is saying something considering I really, like I said, my skin crawls thinking about anything spider verse with Mayday in it because it's always terrible. And now poor Peter is back alive. And this is, and this is basically like, because how my brain tries to connect everything and um, reason with this, you have to kind of think about Peter. And, you know, he, he died before any of the Spider-Verse started. This horrific battle with Moreland. Okay, so he died. Has no clue that there's these multiverses going on. Wakes up in a grave, has to dig himself out of a grave. Then somehow, somewhere, gets turned into a giant spider, which I don't know, like, how that happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, for all we know, all of this is happening, like, rapidly, which makes it more terrifying. <laughs> but in any case, you know, like I said, Lord knows what went down. And, of course, who knows what went down if he tried to see MJ, if he tried to see anybody in the MC2, and then also if you have to bring web warriors into it, which I don't want to, but I guess I have to if I'm trying to, like, connect this and make this make sense. Um, you know, who knows what other spiders were, like, sleeping over at MJ's, considering um, in web warriors, it was like every teen female spider was just suddenly living there. <laughs> so terrible anyway but like his you know then he has his very much traumatized daughter from the said multi-universe events that i don't know if he knows everything yet although i guess peter parked car told him but like that's a new character that also wasn't in the other two so i'm very confused um you know because there are now multiples now they're all like these wasp zombie hive people pod people and he's this giant spider and now he's chained up in a basement in this else world thing that he probably still doesn't fully understand. <laughs> and he's become friends with an alternative universe, him who is also a talking car. <laughs> I just, just think You're... about him and think there is no words on how unfair this is <laughs> to MC2. <laughs> There's just nothing. And you have to start laughing because otherwise you cry. <laughs> And um, yeah, I just, I, I've thought way too much about this and I'm not okay. Uh, but when have I ever been since 2014? So Peter Partcar is basically speed buggy. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 no. Do I need to send you the story? 
I, I guess I need to I need to find the story because like so he looks like the buggy yes he however like how, he changes he changes into different cars because he's Peter parked car and then he's spider buggy <laughs> oh God that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why? <laughs> I know. This, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, Brad, I love you. This is why I'm like glad I'm not on satellites anymore, so I don't have to read all this stuff. Okay. I mean, this is yeah, yeah. His, yeah I, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if it's Green Gas Guzzler or not. I got it. I might have blocked it all out. I'm. It, it, <laughs> It's it's like it, I I don't I, there are no words. I just feel really really bad, and the fact that I know they all now need copious amounts of therapy is is uh, is a thing. So we'll we'll obviously we'll talk about it far later when we get to it because we'll get to it, and I'll have to like really put this in context. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um. I will say that in social media posts, the same thing, the same little clip with the uh, possible 982 uh, Spider Girl walking in that multiverse uh, was there because they were focused on Bagman holding multiple bags. He was holding multiple paper bag masks. Uh, so it was all in the social media stuff of the movie. In the background, there is. Uh, Definitely our uh, our '90s suit that we know and love. Uh, so I believe it is uh, Spider Girl, our Spider Girl in the background walking. And that's really all I've got. Um, I think I killed the mood by talking about this. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it it is news. We do need to talk about it. Um, I will lighten it up and say like there is an opportunity if someone was going to be creative and actually give us a compelling story that um, rectified some of the situation that's gone down in the MC2. If um, the other became the key to ending the, uh, the wasp reign. And uh, there's a possibility there if you know anything about spider totems, but you know, Peter Palmer is the clear, the clear one. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, as you stated, no history, although I really wish that there was some kind of history lesson to <laughs> give us a palate cleanser to that one. Um, you know what? The palate cleanser is going to be Amazing Spider-Girl number 25. That's what the, that's what, <clears throat> that's what the palate cleanser is going to be. Yeah. Um, all right. So, two to preface before you start. Um, yes. There are these three issues that we're going over do have things cut out of them in Marvel Unlimited. It does not take away from the main story. However, um, Little Benji has been removed as well as in 25. There is this special story that was kind of printed in all of the books, uh, which is like these like throwback. It was during that month and it was like throwbacks to like old 70s ads. And so there is a story with the Sentry and a Marvel fruit pie. Um, I really can't remember. Maybe I'm just forgetting what that was supposed to tie in for. But 
it doesn't matter and we're not really going to go over it um but those are what's missing out of 25 and then lil benji is missing out of the others i had to send um zach the first lil benji story yes because i, um, I read on marvel unlimited yeah and then um i read the rest of my stuff on marvel unlimited and then i had to pull an old relic out um to finish the rest because I don't have my floppies here at work and we will, this is kind of the history lesson where I was talking about the, what was happening during this time, which is the end of 2008, early 2009, which means a recession. And not only that for a lot of comic book stores, there was a, a lot of, um, a lot of comic book stores, especially in smaller cities shutting down. Um, I had, moved uh from where i originally grew up to a small town and our comic book shop did shut down probably around issue 26 so i found alternative means uh i have since one marvel i do pay for marvel unlimited i do have the floppies just had to drive a long way to pick them up and couldn't get them um you know when they came out but uh don't it's it's been 13 years let it go <laughs> at this point this saved us to record so i don't care um but you know desperate times call for desperate measures i was also 18 or set yeah i 25 i just turned 18. so with that why don't you All go right. to your breakdown? Okay, so the there's three stories. The first story is called Maybreak. The second story is called The Rescue, and the third story is called Day Drama. So cover price is three ninety nine, one dollar more than the regular issue, which today would have been, as Kelly says, uh, would have been ten dollars. Uh, there's it's two not- extra variant covers with this issue. Var- uh, variant A is the zombie cover by Pat Olaf. Uh, and then the variant cover B is by Stephanie Buscema, which is the niece of Sal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, happy birthday, Sal. Uh, we're recording this on his birthday. So <laughs> happy birthday to Sal. Happy He's, birthday. Yeah. All right. So uh, the main story is by Tom and Ron and Sal um, on, uh, on, on story and art. So our issue begins with a big splash page of the Avengers searching for our girl with Dr. Eve Manning going on a tirade about how bad mutants are. The feed cuts out all of a sudden, (laughs) thanks to Saberclaw. And April, a.k.a. May, is learning how to be May, learning via her diary that she is a junior at Midtown. Her best friends are Davida and Courtney, and she's dating Jean, though we know they actually just broke up. Her memory's a little hazy after the events of last issue. May made it home, but Peter hasn't yet. MJ is worried, and Benji knows something is up because every time, um, all day, it's almost like he senses it's not his sister, and there's danger. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, we got to the actual Mayday fighting for her life. Uh, Michael, the uh, confidant of Aranya remarks that uh, how she's just a teen and that Aranya reminds him of the fact that it wasn't much earlier that uh, that she was recruited back in the day around the same age. 
Michael remarks about how she might not make it, but then Aranya remarks that she's a fighter and she and they need her to live. We cut to Mayday in a dreamscape where she has to manually climb a mountain. Her spider powers aren't working for some reason. Uh, where she meets a mystery woman who knows May's name and who is ironically enough named May too. May wonders if she can help guide her to the nearest exit, and a growl comes I from. I don't. I don't know about this new May. She seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I call her Mystery <laughs> May for the rest of the time, so she is now Mystery May. <clears throat> Mystery May says that it's the Beast, and it's her destiny to confront it. Mayday is reluctant to do this. Uh, thinking that she stumbled onto a hero's journey scenario, which, yes. <laughs> uh, but May, Mystery May, tells her to look into the fire and to learn from the past. And we get a vision of about what happened when May was little. Norman stole May, and the man called Kane and went on a mission to rescue the child, returning her to her parents, but a du duplicate was made of the child, and Mystery May doesn't know if she's the original or not. Only that one was raised by her parents to become Spider Girl. Once the double, meanwhile, the double has recently awoke, and was raised in a cold stasis tube. Mayday questions if she's the original or the clone, and Mystery May remarks that it's only the Beast that can answer that. Meanwhile, at Osborne Chemical, Dark Devil and Kane meet up with Normie and Brenda, learning that May is back home, getting caught up to speed about, and they're getting caught up to speed about the situation. Peter is missing, and they need to find him. Elsewhere, Renee and Fury have Peter strapped down to a programming device. Fury wants to know what's going on, but Ray Renee doesn't have the answers, only that they are nearing the day that the Master retur will return. They may be doing the resurrection of Norman Osborn. Back in Dreamland, Mayday goes, says she's not entering the cave, and Mystery May says that it's her choice, that she can only go in or stay with her. May wonders if she can climb down, but Mystery May tells her what she needs to know. Small tear falls down the cheek as Mayday goes to confront the beast. Mayday walks in and sees a giant spider girl. Mayday dodges the beast and is undergoing during this. She's in real life. She's going undergoing cardiac arrest. Aranya feels that she is the only one to help and that Mayday must survive. Mayday is still fighting herself. And then Aranya comes into the picture saying that she's willing to help using a line from a, a, a famous movie. Come with me if you want to live. Except not with the Schwarzenegger accent. Been funnier. Or, may, or I'm pretty sure she did. Okay. Uh, you know what? Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, Mystery May says that she's in grave danger and that this woman has her own agenda. And we cut to April posing as Mayday, uh, getting caught up with Davida. They go to coffee, coffee Indigo, and Gene is there. He is pissed and he, he's getting really aggressive with him. And uh, she instinctively moves and avoids him, sending into, in, him into some pie, like Bulk and Skull in the Power Rangers. She literally, uh, Gene, you know, confronts her and says, you did that on purpose. And then he starts trying to confront her again. He, she grabs his arm and throws him into a table, much to the enjoyment of the entire crowd, except Simone. Back in our dreamscape, Mayday is still struggling. She is saved kind of by Aranya as she, she kind of falls into the web, convinces her to combine, and Aranya convinces her to combine their strength. Mystery May says that Aranya is trying to usurp her destiny and the process has begun. But Aranya says that the process has begun and it's too late to turn back. Big splash page of the light engulfing the beast and Aranya falls back, stunned. Michael is shocked to discover that they switched bodies. Dun, dun, dun. I, yeah, I, 
That's no, no. Keep I'm going. Gonna, I'm not going to do the welcome skull. I, I won't do the welcome skull music. It's fine. Uh, we then cut to the rescue. Switching artists. Uh, we are. We've got Todd Knock drawing it, but with Tom DeFalco does the words. Uh, we're going back to what happened when May was rescued by Kane. Uh, we pick up shortly after Kane had tracked down the Scryers in the, to the south of France. This also happened in the 616 and one panel three months before Tom left Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, he fights them off before we see Philip Dijon, who is protecting her with a Scryer. Kane pretty much wipes the floor with this guy. And Elon, of course, has ran in with all the commotion going on to, her, you know, to get her father's aid. Kane wants the baby and will kill to get it, even in front of his, even in front of a little child. Philip agrees uh, to give the baby back to him, and Kane makes it clear he's coming after Osborne too, thanks to Ben Riley's death. Meanwhile, at Castle Osborne in the Alps, because of course Norman bought a castle, we see the origins of Project Changeling. And, uh, you know, to be the end for now. Uh, and then our final story, as Little Benji. The spectacular Spidey ba Spider Baby in his first day drama is he's like, hi, my name is Benjamin Parker. And I what? my big sister is uh, just call me little Benji. Uh, we learn that we're, uh, we take MJ is taking little Benji to Midtown Tykes Daycare Center, um, where he is then introduced to to Shelly and Raphael. Yeah, Shelly and Raphael. And uh, Benji is. Very confused because he can understand the babies because babies can talk to each other. Um, so, you know, um, uh, Shelly, you know, says welcome to their first day at work. And um, <laughs> that uh, little dudes, uh, Raphael says that they're they're They keep the grownups from getting bored. It's our job to test the quality of the toys they bring us. So that's by slamming them on the ground. <laughs> that's what babies do. And um, so, you know, they also entertain them. So we show, you know, uh, they show off their little act where you got a bucket on the head and the other baby, you know, Raphael's banging on uh, her head. So no, no, no. It's Raphael has the helmet on and Shelly's the one banging, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Shelly, Raphael, I'm looking at it. So she Shelly's okay. got the and then Raphael's okay. thing. And so, you know, um, they talk about how, you know, the, the teacher loves good music. So <laughs> Benji doesn't think that she's very happy. So, um, so she then takes the toys away and, uh, then, um, she talks about how, uh, uh, Shelly talks about how here comes the best part. You know, if they if the children behave, um, they'll get cookies. And so um, talk about how she always rewards everybody when, can, um, you know, when they do a good job. And of course, the caretaker leaves the cookies. And um, this gives Benji a little idea. <laughs> They're like, we can't reach them. And she's like, Benji's like, oh, it's easy when you know how. So he climbs up the he climbs up the counter, gets into the cookies. Um, <laughs> little Benji says that she gets that his big sister gets really excited when she sees sees him on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, excited. Yeah, 
or yeah. be excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Um, but he goes, I don't think I'm supposed to do it in front of the grownups. And so um, his spider sense goes off. He bumps the cookie jar off and uh, causes the cookie jar to crash. And he jumps and somersaults back onto the ground. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they're like, um, when in doubt, always resort to, resort to plan C. C for cry your eyes out. And so they start crying. And, um, you know, the jar must have fallen and terrified you poor little children. So then they get ice cream. So um, Raphael thinks that the, he's a great addition to the team. Meanwhile, Shelly's like, there's something strange about Laura Benjamin. So the end. Yes. As you just read that. <laughs> Completely, 100% just read that on the air. It's okay, though. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, apparently, that doesn't, you know, it's not on Marvel Unlimited, and I don't know why. Maybe, you know, like, I, I wrote in my notes. Well, I wrote in my notes, too. I was like, is this, like, this would be really meta if this was why um, Benji in the Infinity comic is wearing AJ2 shirt because both of them have been robbed. But that would have required a lot more planning and from people who actually knew what they were talking about. And I know that that didn't happen. So it's just a really strange coincidence. I'm not better. I just could have <laughs> written a better story. Oh, um, but yeah. Um, and just like the teacher from Muppet Babies, we don't see the teachers. Anymore. No, when we don't see uh, Mary Jane either. Because uh, she's she pops up as well. Yeah, she um, like it off. Yeah, so I relate to this story far more as an adult now that I'm a father, having had a toddler. Like it was a cute story back then, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I guess like for my, I kind of broke it down Ooh. on the three stories. On you know, made it Maybreak is jam packed. Uh, there's a lot going on. Of course, May's vision quest, April being cringe, like she was born yesterday, which, I mean, she was. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, Anya's really sinister plan here. Um, mm, talk about that more. Oh, boy. It's, it's gross. We're, we're going to have a huge conversation about consent after this. Um <laughs> Uh, on all sides, on all sides, there, there's a lot just going on. Um, but like Norman's plans uh, to put himself in Peter's body, which again is gross, and again, like violation of consent. Um, <laughs> like it's, I, we're gonna have to discuss this because I've discussed this earlier about why I don't like Superior Spider-Man, and it's the exact same thing here, although just far better written. So I can get over it. Um, but, you know, swapping bodies, imprinting Norman into Peter's brain, it, it's really violating. Like, this whole thing is very violating. And um, imagine just kind of being helpless uh, to control things being done to yourself, like your body and, and, you know, your voice saying things that you would never do otherwise. It's just like nightmare fuel to me. This is really scary stuff. Um, so I, little heebie-jeebies. I not a fan of what happens here with the body switching and body snatching, uh, but it is story in and of itself. Uh, but 
highlights obviously benji sensing something is off because april um or brand new may as she's currently called because she's not april yet uh, and then of course gene tripping face first into some food and it looked like a giant plate of mashed potatoes and i'm just like one who gets mashed potatoes at a cafe but also why is cafe indigo serving mashed potatoes just have a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as pie, like to me. It might, yeah, it might have been a whole pie. Maybe it was a whole pie to share. Uh, but yeah, in, in any case, like I said, I just thought it was funny. Um, but this is so. This is my thing, though. Like you got to think about it in this context. He's the one that gets so mad that he is going to just charge at these girls. Okay. Yes. Just because of what his ego being bruised, and then. What was he going to do when he got there? Push them around, kick them out. Was he going to hurt them, get in their faces and scream like a little brat because he Probably. wasn't getting his way, like to intimidate them and scare them? And it's like, for what? And it's like, I can't fault April, who again was literally born yesterday, for flipping him over and like using her full force because he kind of deserves it and literally is being like terrifying in his anger over absolutely nothing. Like this is his fault. Yeah. He messed around and he found out that you don't, you know, go behind your girlfriend's back because she has a life of her own and you're jealous of it. Like you don't do that. It's so stupid. But with the rescue, I love this story. Uh, art is obviously amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. I really like like the, all of it. It just, it looks like a work of art. Um, and then the kind of implications with baby may being around like Elon and her father. And it almost makes me think about like, what would have happened if Norman didn't die in the battle that took Peter's leg? Um, because of course this is a story giving us backstory in the 982. So I just want to remind everybody that again, world 982 is not the 616. Uh, the same stories don't always line up here, especially not perfectly. Yeah, and things, you know, wouldn't be the same. Things are just not going to be the same in the timelines. Like they're just not, they're similar, but they're not the same. Uh, so had Norman not died in the battle uh, that took Peter's leg, like would he have taken baby May or baby April out of the stasis chamber? Would he have raised her with Elon and the goblin cult? Cause I can't imagine he would have kept her the whole time in that. Um, not when he could like pull his own version of sins past here. So like, because that's kind of what this alludes to is it's kind of what he was getting towards. You know, like, at least in my head, as I'm thinking about it, like, especially with this story, like, it just kind of doesn't make sense. It was very clear he set May, baby May, somewhere that could easily, like, she could easily be found and saved. Yeah. Yeah. And then has the stasis baby that we know why we'll find out later why she's really in the stasis it's not just to keep her in a coma um and that's kind of the whole thing is like so if he had already had them keeping one baby wouldn't it make sense that he would have had her keep have them keep the other after he got her out and then you have to think about like if april grew up with elon she would have been as insufferable <laughs> oh, so like i don't know like there's there's a ton of possibilities in this like alternative universe thing that i'm thinking of but it's like again i don't 
it's just stuff like that. It, it's backstory stuff that I really appreciate because it's entirely 982 backstory. And, you know, as we, as people stray further and further from rereading these, you know, but remembering them, we tend to have some, you know, we, we tend to have some mis, I don't want to call it like, my brain's going miscalculation, but it's not a miscalculation. It's just misremembering that certain things just really don't line up. And this is kind of one of them. This doesn't quite line up with what we know for 616, but it gives me sins past done in a, it, it's still a creepy way, but it's not a, where we need to see um, Tommy Lee Jones in certain positions we don't want to see. So, you know, it, <laughs> it's a, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, Lil Benji cannot go wrong. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's really, really, really cute. And then, of course, like I said, that, that little ad story, I know that gets counted as a story in the book, but it's just, it's a century and it's very 60s, 70s, like colorful. And there's a Marvel fruit pie. It really, whatever, it, it doesn't add up here. Uh, so that no, is my notes. Uh, I don't know. So if you have anything extra to say? Honestly, um, I'm going to echo some of the things you've already said. the The main story is really, really fun. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Three May is 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 got a little bit of sass, a little bit, and I enjoy it. Um. So we'll we'll learn more I, as as the rest of the time comes, but yeah, um, she is going to be an important player in the uh, final few issues. Yeah. Um, so big thing for me, uh, the little Benji story is ador adorable. Um, does such a good job of of uh, giving us a story that makes sense in continuity with little Benji. Um, it's funny because Vinkman does point this out. Uh, the him, the Marvel universe app letters, includes letters page for, uh, amazing spider girl 27 and a letter from Bertoni, which references little Benji's story, but not the ben little Benji story themselves. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. I, I'm honestly kind of lost and it actually kind of, it scares me a bit that they're taking these things out. Um, not necessarily for a preservation purpose, but like just thinking ahead of time on certain stories we need to run through because they'll be in like Spider-Man family and stuff like that. And I'm afraid they won't be online anymore, that they have been cut out because that's a, kind of the situation you deal with when you deal with subscription services versus like the hard paper copies with digital, they can take that right for you to see it away at any time. And it's not nice when they do that. And I kind of wish just from a comic preservation purpose that they never did that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was. So question to bug Marvel with, like, you know, how they don't answer us about the fact that only half of G2 is digitized. Yeah. Um, Shout out to John. Um, John, a.k.a. One our guest with our, our one of our first yeah, guests. uh, Joe, uh, John, uh, Lagarde, Aaron, our friend Frogo, 
Michael Jones. There's two, there's two Aaron's in there. Uh, is there two Aaron's? Mm-hmm. Not on. Not I on swear. 25. Oh no! Wait! 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 I swear! I swear! Hang on. There's Kyle. Uh, and then there's another Aaron. Aaron Sanders. Uh, then we have Jim Collins, Dave B, and then Jeff. Other our other. So, yeah, and then Sam Kirby is the last, uh, mm-hmm. the last letter from the letters page. So, yeah. Then we uh, next issue Spider Girl twenty six. So, yes, for two head. Yes, and so I'll do the breakdowns for twenty six and twenty seven because it actually equaled out the same pages. Um, however, you know, again, poor Zach did not get most of his pages because they're not. They're not uh, in MC2, like, or they're not in Marvel Unlimited for MC2. So, like, I have a bone to pick for Marvel Unlimited now, again. But, uh, so, Amazing Spider-Girl 26, the title is called The Replacement. Uh, Cover date is January 2009, and it was on sale November 12th of 2008. Um, and the cover price does go back to two ninety nine because I try to always make sure that it's mentioned anytime the price changes. All right. So in South America, Black Tarantula finds out that Spider Girl is presumed dead as she is currently missing. Um, Fabian disagrees that she wouldn't have survived this, so he asks Chasbro to mobilize all forces and offer an appropriate award for anyone who spots her, and he plans to personally supervise the work in New York City, despite it probably not being the best idea for himself. In Manhattan, however, Anya is being, God, I hate this. She's admiring her new looks in the mirror. Consent, people. This was, anyway. Uh, so she's talking to Miguel, and I kind of forgot that Miguel was a side character for Anya in her series, and so I got real confused, and I was like, what's with the Michael Mickey stuff? Um, so obviously, I, I, I realize who Miguel is. I realize sometimes she calls him Michael Mickey, uh, but at this point, I'm also just assuming that all of her goons have M names, every single one of them. Um, so we learn from Miguel that he, right, like he, like Michael, <laughs> he's the same person, uh, isn't into, bo- into this body snatching plan either. Uh, but we learn that this is all a plan to bring Black Tarantula down. And Anya says she plans to return Spider-Girl's body as soon as she's finished. That doesn't seem very likely, though, when she's admiring May's complexion in the mirror and is completely ready to, like, go all out with this new body, new face, and isn't thinking things through, despite Miguel's best efforts. Meanwhile, in May's Vision Quest, she's back where she started. Vision Quest May, which at this point we all know is our May's guardian angel, AKA Aunt May, right? Like, do I have to really, like, hold on to that? Come on, if we're already calling April, April. That's fair, that's fair. You know it's Aunt May. Um, so, it's, oh yeah, so I mean, it's like, it's obvious. So Aunt May explains the trouble, nah, as I keep, I'm going to keep doing that, um, of our generation, darn millennials, which apparently, you know, I guess now would be Gen X, but uh, this is a very millennial problem of <laughs> ours. Uh, May is a millennial. Uh, and how our hero should have listened to her about Aranya. 
Uh, our May sees the beast, the suit, our spider person, is now smaller, weaker, and May wonders why she's just staring at her. Uh, Aunt May tells her that she'll she'll learn in time, but since she's a she allowed Aranya to upsurp her destiny, things are about to get a little harder as we need to now drive Anya out. Aunt May points towards the mountains, and May groans about how her vision quest. Why does her vision quest need to be so hero's journey? Uh, which side note, kind of shocked that that was first published in 1990. I thought it was a lot older. So there you go. Uh, but that is a book, and the author is referenced twice, and I, for some reason, did not read, like, Joseph bring that Camp up. Yeah, Joseph Campbell, uh, The Hero's Journey. Uh, so, with a wave of her hands, Aunt May changes the mountains into a really big version of Midtown Mall. This will do for Mayday. She's a bit annoyed at Miss Growly Pants, a.k.a. the spider, uh, has to join, but whatever. She's ready to get back to real life. Speaking of, at home, April gets super into cleaning and doesn't really want to get out into the city and look for her dad, for Peter. Um, she's perfectly con content with sticking as close to MJ as possible. At Osborne Plaza, Normie reviews the security footage of Fury kidnapping Peter with Kane, Brenda, and Dark Devil. Brenda because Normie hasn't been very forthcoming with his wife this entire time, still wonders why Fury would want to kidnap him. I realize that that does, as I like went back in my notes, I realize that, that technically is coming from the side of Kane. However, I'm assuming that this has to be something Brenda said, because I just feel like Kane would be able to kind of fig figure it out pretty quickly, why a goblin is taking Peter Parker. Like, I just don't see Kane asking that if that makes sense. Um, anyway, Fury calls her dad, her real dad, and is a little upset being kept in the dark here. She's doing everything asked of her, but she has to explain, you know, but she has to ask about Project Changeling and what it has to do with Peter Parker. Her dad indulges and explains the Project Changeling was some final revenge on Spider-Man. As far as he's figured out, it involves a child and a duplicate that was infused with the original's DNA. One of them, and even he doesn't know which kid is the original and which is not, was briefly in their custody and Norman watched over the other. Sadly, Project Changeling was all but forgotten when a power vacuum occur that occurred after Norman's death had happened and no one knew, like no one kind of knew what was happening with the stasis chamber until it was unearthed, uh, which as we know was re just before uh, Normie's honeymoon and then planted for him to find. Um, Alon removed her mask at this point, still un unsatisfied with this. What does any of this have to do with Peter Parker? Of course, Norman never explained, but Elon's father suspected that this Project Changeling is somehow a plan to provide Norman Osborn an appropriate hair. This rattles Elon. Uh, calling Peter, she calls Peter an old fossil, and she's really upset because what about her normie? What about this guy she was promised to when they were toddlers, even though nobody accepts that anymore? We've all moved on, except for Elon. But, you know, she's reminded that Norman always has a backup plan. So this is one of those backup plans. Meanwhile, we catch up with Anya and her joyride in May's body. She realizes Spider-Girl really could have wiped the floor with her if she wanted to the last time they met, but thankfully didn't. 
and Anya gets a spider sense zoning in on a double of the face that she's currently wearing. Weird, but Anya chalks it up to a guilty conscience. Maybe, uh, or may, maybe, uh, but May can see this in her vision quest and is really worried for her mother and brother. This body double could attack them at any moment. She needs to save them. And May reminds Mayday that she needs to finish this quest and save herself first. Miss Growly Pants, as I've come to call her, uh, senses danger coming from the mall floor below them. Tons of red glowing eyes in the darkness. In Forest Hills, Anya starts a fight with a bunch of goons who are on the lookout for Spider-Girl. Like Black Tarantula asked, Anya is honestly having way too much fun in a younger, stronger body. Again, gross. Uh, you know, the... the there was no consent here. This is disgusting. Uh, there's a reason May tries to hold her, but, you know, she does learn that there's a reason May tries to hold her punches unless actually needed. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's something Anya needed to know. As uh, the maze go down to the lower mall floor, they get surrounded by a bunch of giant rats. Yes, giant rats living in a giant mall. Mall rats. May starts fighting and thought and is getting a bit cheesed off and exasperated by all of this. Um, as she looks back, she sees this, uh, her suit friend, uh, her spider side, is getting ganged up on by these rats. And May, Mayday comes in to save her hideous spider creature, which we'll unpack that line later after this. Because there's a lot of where she's just, she keeps calling the spider side, the spider suit, hideous and ugly and scary. Um, it's like there, there's some uh, there's some unpacking there to do with May's psyche. Uh, she helps her spider creature up and uses the web shooters to make quick work of the mall rats. Finally, working as a team, something we can see by Aunt May's face, Mayday is finally getting back on track with this vision quest. She's finally done something right. Uh, at Osborne Plaza slash chemical slash whatever at this point, uh, the boys, Kane, Dark Devil, and Normie, work out their plan to search local haunts for Fury while Normie says he'll call the Green Goblin for help. Brenda comes back in her raptor costume. Normie is concerned as the last time Brenda was in the costume, she was almost crippled by the Hobgoblin, and this is why they promised that she wouldn't do that. But desperate times call for desperate measures, and Brenda isn't discussing this further. You know, as she should, you know, she really doesn't have to when her husband doesn't tell her anything. So, why? this is her choice. Uh, as Normie takes a call, turns out all this plan talk wasn't needed. Fury wants to make a deal. So, so much more needs to be done in May's vision class. Turns out these mall rats are only Anya's guardians. Anya's sanctum still needs to be breached to drive her away. The sanctum looks intimidating, but as we know, appearances aren't what they seem here, and Aunt May asks Mayday to take a good look at her spider creature and tell her what she feels. May can't even remember why she used to be frightened of her. The phone rings at the Parker residence. Uncle Phil is calling, telling the girl who will be April about Normie needing all hands on deck um, for a line that they found about May's dad. Assuming May would want a piece of the action, April agrees. Feeling like this is her big chance. Is she ready to be Spider-Girl? 
It's the same kind of question Mayday is asking herself in her vision quest. Aunt May explains that this, this is the kind of mom, moment of truth here, that this spider creature is Spider-Girl, but May is Spider-Girl, isn't she? When she unmasks, uh, when May unmasks the spider creature, expecting her face, she sees it's blank. This is because Aranya stole her life, and this manifest, manifest, ugh, you get what I'm talking about, of Spider-Girl, of the suit, is the burden of responsibility that May has been feeling. Manifestation. There we go. I don't know why my nerves, I guess, uh, but. I don't know why you're so nervous. Oh God, this is like, I've, I guess I got, I got to get it out now. Like, I got, like that's, that's what it gets down to. Um, but is the burden of responsibility that May has been feeling. Is she ready to resume, resume being Spider-Girl and all the secrets that she will have to keep? The constant fear uh, that happens when you're being chased and hunted by bad guys and the never ending loneliness that comes with being Spider-Girl. She hugs the creature and knows the answer. This is the path she must embrace because she's May, Mayday Parker, and she is the daughter of Spider-Man. Finally, both sides of May's life becomes one and she merges with the suit. May pounding on the sanctum doors as hard as she can, causing Anya to have some sort of mental fit in the middle of the goon fight. She passes out and the guys start taking their anger out on Spider-Girl while they can. May seems to be coming too, but as she opens her eyes, she's not in Kansas anymore. She does see some <laughs> mountains. She, she does see mountains again, but it's mm, not the mountains. <laughs> you could say that. Me say that. That's an entirely different scenario. But go <laughs> anyway, she is not. Uh, May is not in her body. It's very clear. Um, May asks where she is, and Miguel assumes it's Anya. Because, well, Mason Anya's body. To be continued. And that's where the Marvel Unlimited version ends. But thankfully, I have a trick up my sleeve to double check these issues since I knew that there was a Lil Benji in this issue. And so, Lil Benji by Tom DeFalco and Colleen Coover is called Christmas Crisis. Uh, Shelly is over for a play date while Mary Jane sets up the Christmas tree. Shelly then explains why. <laughs> Uh, Mary Jane is setting up a Christmas tree. It's Fat Day. She explains that Santa. She explains who Santa is and what it, I guess her version of Christmas is all about uh, by calling him. So she calls Santa a fat man and says that he steals money and leaves a bunch of stupid clothes behind. And his parents will be complaining for months. Our, you know, everybody's parents will be complaining for months all about it. So Benji does what any good son would do to protect his family. He webs up the chimney. The end for now. Oh. Uh, so, shout outs on the uh, letters page. John Dillon, uh, Stephen, Lucas, Andrew, and James. So they were in the letters pages. Um, I, I, I like this issue. Um, the... the... <laughs> The vision quest thing really does. Um, I, I really like it. I, I like that this is, you know, her becoming even more confident in herself. And, 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 you know, she's been, she was, she's had a lot of setbacks throughout this run. And, um, you know, for her to kind of embrace herself is, is, is always nice to see. Um, artwork is obviously excellent. Always. 
Um, little Benji is extremely cute. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm always I'm always down for um, uh, for this one. I, you know, it's definitely um, the the April's the April stuff's interesting. Um, you know, now we're getting Black Tarantula, and then we get the we get the really weird cover next issue. So you know, yeah. Well, there's there's a there is an alternative to that one. We'll talk about true. it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so. Something that I, I think struck me, and I, and it, I mean, it struck me back then, because I guess it's it's more in line with how I talk about myself a lot, like especially in her in her head, um, calling uh, a part of herself, her her spider self, hideous and ugly and gross, and it, it's it almost is like she had started to resent. Spider Girl, but it was so funny because the more that she, I guess, she was internally resenting it, mm-hmm. she was also running towards it. Um, and like this is kind of that point of yeah, she has to embrace her entire self, even the parts that like she does grapple with. But it was just it's something that like struck me because it's like we don't. She's always like in her when she was like where we were like reading her diary and like we are. Mayday Parker it was always more like you know she she was grateful for having these powers and having being able to prevent things from happening there was a positive positivity there and I guess because of all the setbacks from Amazing Spider-Girl she really started to think about that negatively but so much has gone on that we really weren't able to really like touch base in that and so I don't know it just it it struck me because that also could be a large part of where her, because as we know, she, a lot of her self-confidence kind of got kicked. Um, she's been knocked down a few pegs and she definitely didn't feel confident, um, even though there's, it makes no sense why. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's that's why the vision quest was needed. And of course, you know, her guardian angel, which this isn't the first time that we've mentioned uh, Aunt May looking over her either. I believe that that would have been in, was that in the annual? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, she had that She had that dream in the annual. Well, she had the dream in the annual, but there was something where like she went and found the photo, like Aunt May's photo. Was that the, an- I don't think that was the annual, because I think that was later. Uh... I just can't remember what issue. I think it's 31. I think after all the craziness dies down, she Maybe. goes away. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing, though, is like, this isn't the first time we've seen Aunt May watching over her. So yes. it kind of makes sense that she's there uh, in this quote-unquote, like, half vision quest, half spirit world, as we'll talk about it. Uh, Vinkman says Spider-Girl 90, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, it was later, because okay. it, it was drawn by Ron Friends, and it had her red, red hair reddish hair yes. second misery story thank you Pinkman. that that's why you were thinking of the. Cause... yes that's why i was thinking of the annual um but yeah so i don't know it's just it's something interesting to me i guess that i i took from that was it's it's interesting to see how she sometimes can see the burden that is uh her responsibility that it's almost this giant hideous monster 
Yeah. So, yeah. So is there anything else you want to talk about? No, not, not I think we I think you've covered it. All right. So we can do the last issue of the night, which is We can. Yeah. Uh, 27 run. 27. I mean, I guess we could have added 28, but I I felt like the last 3 of ASG should kind of be together. Yes. I so agree. So, Amazing Spider-Girl 27. The title is called Who's Been Sleeping in My Head. Cover date is February 2009, and it was on sale December 10th, 2008. So that's almost 10-ish years after 105. What if 105? Because that came out in December. That's right. 97, 97. So this wasn't, it was 11 years. 11 years. Yes, yeah. 11 years. Yeah. All right. So as uh, Zach has mentioned in the video, the cover uh, caused some controversy. Uh, it was definitely not my favorite. Uh, although back then I probably had different reasons for why I dislike it. But now it's very pretty. I really like it because it's pretty. I just don't like the, the man that uh, Spider-Girl is kissing or who we assume is Spider-Girl is kissing. Um, but there is a variant cover. Um, where a very scary, intimidating Peter Parker dressed in the Green Goblin suit is holding a Spider-Man mask and a Green Goblin mask as Fury looks on ecstatically and May or Spider-Girl looks horrified. Uh, so there are two covers here. Mm -hmm. So as I start, uh, May is obviously pretty freaked out to not be in her body as Miguel, thinking it's Aranya, keeps asking, you know, where where did Aranya leave Spider-Girl's body? Like, where where did you leave the body? Uh, but Aunt May is still connected to May, and we keep seeing her little head float around, her ghostly head, uh, and reminds her that if she doesn't hold herself to this body, she may fall into the spirit world forever. So terrific. <laughs> this is hard. Um, so May thinks quickly as Miguel tries to take her to the med lab for a mental and physical checkup and starts fighting Aranya's goons. All the while, Aunt May's floating head is kind of nagging at her, telling her, like, hey, this is not the right way to do this. You're going to lose your cool really quickly and then lose your connection. Um, you know, she's just trying to tell May the best way out of the situation, not that May is entirely listening. There's no time when people are trying to pin you down. As May's trying to tell Aunt May, she knows what she's doing. She forgets that she's in Anya's body, not her own. There are no web shooters. And Anya doesn't quite have the same spider-like strength or agility, and she injures Anya's shoulder. Whoops. I would say something about consent, but Anya's, Anya deserves a dislocated shoulder. Uh, so... At Black Tarantula's hideout, we find that the goons have managed to bring Fabian, Spider-Girl's passed, passed out body, and one of the goons holding her up like Weekend at Bernie style uh, kind of just angers Fabian. Uh, and he beats the goons up, telling Chesbro to pay for their medical assistance and double their rewards. They've earned it. He cradles Spider-Girl and takes her back to, I guess, his hideout. Oh, and I said Black Tarantula's hideout, and I this was like some meetup point. It's confusing. Yes. It's a little confusing. Yes. Anyway, brand new May, as uh, as she's called here, is getting used to web swinging, absolutely loving it. 
Uh, but she does not realize that she needs to calm, or she, but she realizes she needs to calm down and act serious. This is her chance to prove that she's the daughter of Spider-Man. Uh, we're starting to kind of see the personality differences between May and April here. Um, at Osborne Plaza, Dark Devil asks if they know which Spider-Girl is joining them and how can th how can they determine the clone from the real one? This starts a bit of bickering uh, between him and Kane, and Phil just doesn't have time for it and asks Normie at who he calls the closest thing to a scientist, if if there is a way to tell the difference. And I have all, I, I put it in all caps. Phil, what do you actually do at the precinct, sir? If this like 19 year old, uh, 20 year old kid who we don't even know went to college is now the closest thing to a scientist. Like I get him trying to hide his identity, but what does what does he think CSI stands for? <laughs> Phil, like, come on! <laughs> I just th th there's times where I just I wonder, I wonder about that man, that character. Anyway, Normie advises that they don't have a way to tell the difference, uh, not without a lot of genetic testing, and that could still be inconclusive. But honestly, what? What? Ask she would train her. That's a on Sire yes. Chronicle. Yes, I'm aware. All right, but uh, anyway, honestly, right now the group needs to focus on Fury's claims of wanting to broker a deal for Peter Parker. While he doesn't trust Fury, he does have a plan. Uh, while Normie doesn't trust Fury, he does have a plan. On a rooftop, May is looking at Anya's reflection. This 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 scene hurts now that I'm 32. Uh, so looks at Anya's reflection, saying Anya bar barely Anya's barely existing crow's feet makes her think she's ancient, like at least 30. And no wonder her body is feeble. And I, I like I have it in side quotes. So it's like May, you proved your point. 30 is old. However, she is she is a millennial, so. She's 30 now. Uh, so, it, you know, in her 30s now. <laughs> um, and, anyway. Oh, May. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about this scene. Oh, that got me. Uh, anyway, so May is starting to panic a bit, but Aunt May tells her that she needs to remain calm. There must be someone she trusts, someone who never fails her to, like, help calm her down. Obviously, May immediately thinks of her dad. He'd know it was her and Anya's body. You know, she knows it. Uh, so at Fury's hideout, she tells, uh, Fury tells Renee, or Alan tells Renee about their current plan for Project Changeling isn't going to work. And it was made, it was made over 16 years ago, and now Norman's grandson is an adult, and he's ready to assume his grandfather's place. As Renee tells her that that really isn't up for them to decide. Fury is pretty set on this because, you know, she she wants her husband. Uh, you know, even though that is not legally binding. So across town, May in Anya's body beats up some would-be muggers and asks to borrow a lady's cell phone. Meanwhile, Normie and team have assumed positions, ready for Fury to come talk to Normie. Fury explains that if Normie would accept his place as his grandfather's heir, which is his responsibility, something she stresses to him, it can prevent uh, an innocent man 
from like or it, it can prevent uh this destiny being thrusted on an innocent man uh, essentially exchange himself for parker and with that she flies away normie's phone rings but it's not a voice he recognizes she says she's may but it's not the may he knows uh, but this voice says that it can prove that it's her and may reminds him of the time she kissed him in his apartment a moment that honestly seems like a lifetime ago and as normie realizes this really is may we see phil taking his chance to follow fury and see where she's keeping peter fury kind of expects expected this and shoots off into the sewers phil losing her in the process but now normie knows that this is the least of their problems and i just want to make mention that normie's the second she did try to call her dad but her dad's cell phone's not you know not being answered so then she calls normie i do want to at least like bring that up and we'll talk about that a little later because i feel like that's a really important part that you know we haven't gotten our normie may friendship in a while uh so at fabian's hideout we see spider girl come to as he gets her water anya takes off may's mask and saunters and i wrote saunters she saunters over like it is stupid uh over to black tarantula and to give him a reward in rescuing her a kiss thankfully though uh black tarantula is no dummy and it, and you know he might be a little creepy in his interest in mayday uh but kissing may without her consent is definitely not something he wants to do and he knows from how may's body kissed him that aranya has managed to body swap he demands to know what she's done with the real spider girl fury comes out somewhere huh uh, with a big salby sema punch i might add oh yeah oh yeah hey look look he might be a creep but he's a creep that understands that that that's not mayday and that's not right um so fury comes out somewhere in town somewhere in town from the sewer and runs into a spider girl a spider girl that is clearly naive enough to just blurt out what she's thinking to a stranger who doesn't know peter parker and spider-man are one and the same it's almost like she was born yesterday um until the spider girl demands to know what fury has done with her father thanks april fury zaps the girl i literally wrote the girl born yesterday uh and flies off now she, now alan knows the plan was far more diabolical than originally thought and she knows that if she doesn't warn the council about this information she, this could send the entire cult into a civil war as she uh gets in to warn renee to stop the process she's too late peter in a green goblin costume has zapped fury to the floor reminding her that timing is everything it might be peter's body but it's clear he's not in there as he insists that renee call him norman all right as april tries to get back into the swing of things and finds fury mayday and anya's body takes the opportunity to strike and realize she's found her clone great She's still going to fight her, though. Aunt May begging May to stay calm, but, well, at this point, could you? 
She starts fighting the clone as Fabian and Anya are fighting in his hideout. Fabian realizing that pain is generally the quickest way to get Anya out of a body that isn't hers. She starts, he starts to get Anya in a real panic. She knows Spider-Girl is innocent of any pain that Fabian is about to inflict on her and is begging him to stop. Um, a punishment meant for the real Anya and, you know, whatever these two seem to share really doesn't need to be put on Spider-Girl. And as Anya gets hit, the pain is felt in Anya's body and she goes over the rooftop, seemingly passed out. And April just stands there. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, definitely not a Mayday moment, uh, April. Uh, So as May comes to, she sees her hands and they're actually her hands. She's back just in time to die, according to Black Tarantula. And Marvel Unlimited doesn't seem to have the to be continued here, but it is in the print version. Uh, it obviously is to be continued. It's not just a blank space because um, it kind of freaked me out to make me think that I possibly was missing a page. But it's not. But there is a very tiny little little Benji uh, story here, and it's called Flight Sight. It's a cute comic about Benji's friends pretending to be superheroes, and Shelley says says it's a bird it's a plane it's she tries to say superman but benji tells her that that's a bad word in their house the end (laughs) so yeah so that's that is issue 27 Uh, i understood that reference there we go all right so um someone burned this before next week i'm how much I, I won't be doing a bunch of soundboard stuff next week. I promise. Or next episode, because two weeks. But yes. So, um, my thoughts on this. Uh, love the cover, even though it's creepy. I love the cover. Um, I'm always a sucker for like... It, it, it's funny. One of the covers I did for my Crawl Space fanfic um, was inspired by this cover and the Gone with the Wind movie poster. So... That's a fun fact. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I love this, just the way, <laughs> the, the, the way that, uh, that, you know, Anya's just, you know, having the joy ride, having the time of her life. And then, you know, freaking. <laughs> well, I mean, well, think of it this way. There's also the juxtaposition between who we now know is April mm-hmm. having her fun. Yeah. And Anya having the joyride in May's body and neither of them are clearly spider girl. They don't understand the responsibility that comes no. with the power. No, they don't. And, and that's, and that's where it's a really cool way of showing how far May has come, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, in, in her, in her journey. Um, overall not just in this story but her journey from the you know obviously from the beginning and you know very clearly at this point by the time this issue came out we had the solicitations i or we're about to get the solicitations for the 31st issue um and so we kind of knew that there was a game in sight uh do want to shout out uh we talked about it earlier yeah. but josh was one of the uh, writers in the letters page mm-hmm. john Dillon. Uh, frequent letter writer Chris Schmidt, Johan Hindroff, and Jason Lavere. Um, yeah. Lavere, Lavere. I don't, I don't know how to say his last yeah. name, but 
Yeah, no, like, I, I, yeah. So, I mean, I would hint, like, because you keep calling it the creepy cover. I mean, to me, the cover is beautiful. It's just, it's not the pairing I would want. And I remember being really shocked by it, seeing it in the solicits and going, oh my God, like, what? Yeah. Um, and obviously, once you read the story, you realize what's happening. And it's like, it's not actually May. But again, that's kind of a whole situation with, um, you know, like I said about consent. Like, it, it is scary because... This is not May's choice, but it's May's body. And that's terrifying. Um, and thankfully, you know, like Fabian is pretty, he's a creep, but he's got some standards and he knows that that's not, he knows that that kiss wouldn't come from May, if that makes sense. Like he realizes that's Aranya. Now, of course, we don't know their history and it's very implied that they have a, a history uh and uh that anya corrupted him <laughs> take that as you will uh but it, it's yeah so it's a it's a weird thing and there was also too like the i i think like one of the highlights for this this issue to me mm -hmm. uh was definitely normie being able to be there for me when her dad couldn't be but also he he knows her the best like this is something that like you know she feels like okay nobody would know it's me but wait i know that like none of us have ever talked about this to anybody else yeah this which is silly after all of this it's like she kissed him he freaked out going oh my god your dad <laughs> And that, you know, that was it. And then they had to kind of grapple with both of their feelings mm -hmm. and make their own choices. But like, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the end of their friendship. But at the same time, that that's the one thing that really like grips them together in this moment. It's yes. something that just really has always stuck with me. Like it just shows you how deep their friend, like these two have each other's backs. Like they are, they are 100% ride or die friends. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the one thing that, you know, um, that she could say that he would know. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But no, I, I I think you know this is a really just a really really good issue of of you know continuing this story and you know I noticed with some of these later um, these last few covers up until thirty one they they kind of were going for like a painted motif with the with the color yeah. with the colors and i i really do appreciate that um the, the I, I now for those that don't know and this is me using a visual aid uh i i refer to the the punch across the room as the salby sema punch mm -hmm. and it's it's a bit of a bit of a joke online that you know anytime you see uh, somebody fly across the room like that that's like a very salby sema-esque page and um so that's why i had to call it that but uh it i, I just I, you know there is a sense of honor with with fabian it's a weird twisted sense of honor but there's still that sense of honor exactly like it's it's like you don't agree with his methods you don't really agree with some of the things he says or does or thinks but there's he has a code of ethics even if it's not your code of ethics 
And yeah. that's something that you at least have to respect about him versus like you can see Anya's willing to do anything and everything to get back at her ex-boyfriend. Because that's essentially <laughs> what this is. And that's why I find it so disgusting. I mean, well, I find it disgusting because she's using a body, a body she doesn't really know who's like, well, no, no, she does know. She knows she's in high school. Because remember, because she was searching out for high school. This is just like Anya's worse than everybody else because she knows the implications, of the age, and she doesn't care. It's really disgusting. It really is disgusting. It, it is really she's horrible. <laughs> she's Bro. horrible. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, we know Norman's evil, but you know, to put his his thought patterns into Peter, like, this is just horrifically evil but it's like norman's not sitting here going like yeah i'm gonna go to my whatever and do whatever no this is like you know it's a classic norman's evil fatty situation anya's just being petty and is willing to like violate someone else's body to get what she wants and that is horrible yes this is yes. terrible. Sorry. This is just like, like, I hate it. This is why I hate Superior um, Spider-Man because I can't stand where Otto like takes Peter's body on dates. It's disgusting. MJ, I yeah. don't count. I don't count any. I don't, I, I don't count anybody that um, Otto Peter dated as a girlfriend because that's not Peter. No, that's Otto's girlfriend. So, because that's not his mind and soul. So yeah, so it's it's a ugh, just I hate I hate all of that. Um, also, this did this first though before Superior. To throw that out there. All right, so I don't have any emails or voicemails or reviews. Did you see anything? No, there was no voicemails or reviews, so I have not seen anything. All right, so yeah, uh, no, but uh, so yeah, so normally, normally I would do the next episode, but. I do think that this time uh, Zach should take the reins here uh, and do the honors of the big announcement. I don't know if you want to like drum up a little bit more suspense and take some uh, comments or questions before. I, I will take comments because uh, this is a good question. Vigman okay. says, what's worse, Zach putting up those cursed images earlier or using the soundboard? Uh depends on the context because like I said I'm still holding I've, I've said this multiple times I'm still holding out for hope that the other can be used appropriately and then that would make that cursed image okay other than Peter parked car still exists and I don't know how I feel but um, yeah that's a that's a hard question because the soundboard I get secondhand embarrassment from that soundboard. <laughs> Damn. All right. Sorry. All right. Uh, it says, forget Betty or Rania is a horrible person. Um, I was going to write an email, but it was expecting us to record tonight, but it feels like we said we were going to record tonight. I don't think Ben. like, uh, yeah, we've only, no. we've only, we've only been behind this year on one episode. Of course, this is the second episode of the year, but we've made it work. I have used it not on this show, Greg. There was an audio clip he sent me. Oh. Yeah, no, not, no. Not no, on this it, show. It, it's, it's, a, it's, I, it's a... I don't like the soundboard. 
that's uh, a thing. Apparently, it's it's a it's a trope now for the show. Yes. <laughs> she has a she has a. I have a love for it. She has a hate for it. So. So all right. Well, like okay. To truly bring it, like it's this thing where like I feel. It's like I get secondhand embarrassment from it. I don't know why. Don't ask me. But it's uh, speaking of that, I get secondhand embarrassment, especially from these issues, because I was at this point I was I had just basically become older than May, but like I was still in high school, and so it was like the scene in Twenty Five where uh, what who we now know as April is reading the the diary, and of course doesn't have yesterday's entry because of what happened. So she's like just using that to skim. And I was like, Oh God, like it's horrible. You know, uh, like it, like it, I remember getting so when I get like the secondhand embarrassment like that, it's hard for me to like continue on with a, you know, a thing. Uh, cause it's like, I got to stop and like go, okay, it's not me, but I feel for them. And so I was just like, I felt so, I'm so glad Davida saved her, saved April from thinking that she was still dating Jean. Cause if that had not happened, Worst things could have happened. Oof. It would have been very, very horrible for poor May. Poor May, yes. Oh, God. Uh, Greg keep his co-host happy. Or I, I should keep my co-host happy. He does for his show, and he's better for it. Um, yes. I don't know. Uh, Sometimes this show goes pretty okay when I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> the entertainment value sometimes increases when she's not happy. Yeah, so... It's usually like, not happiness isn't me. That's 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The the issue at hand is just like I said, it's it's that secondhand embarrassment. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe like we're this corny. So me. Yeah, yeah. But with that, um right. oh. we got one more. Yeah, uh, no, it's all good. So. I don't see anything. Sorry, all right, sorry, so man. My bad. We announced, I think we announced it at the end of last episode, but uh, we I, did. We announced it the last episode and the episode before last uh, that we had had the schedule. Um, yeah. The only reason it wasn't posted until six o'clock is because uh, there wasn't a link. There is a link for this next episode. I've already set it up and I'll be set. Good. Up the, yeah. So uh, we, we got a lot of, we got a lot of promoting to do. There is. Some wor- we are the worst at this. Take a nappy. Hello, Neil. Hi, Neil. Neil did. Neil deserves a nap. Yeah, he deserves a nap, especially for what he did for us. Speaking of, you're you you came at the right time, Neil. What 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 a remarkable uh, turn of events. All right. So next episode, we have a big announcement. Big announcement. Um. Well, we're going to have some guests. Tom, Ron, and Pat are going to be coming onto the show to talk about the about Spider Girl. It's the 25th anniversary of the cover date, so 982 was 25 years ago. And uh, well, in August it will be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so or that's the cover date, yeah. Yeah, cover date is is uh, February. You're right. August. No, no, no. So, okay. What if 105's cover date was February 1998? Yes. And it was on sale in December 1997. Mm-hmm. And then the series started uh, later that fall in 98. And it uh, was in it was in stores in August. And it was October. Yes. 
of 98. So, uh, to celebrate the release of, you know, cover re- cover date release of 1F105, we, we kind of set this up to where we are bringing Tom, Ron, and Sal. Uh, or not Wait, Sal? Sal? Ron and Pat. I'm thinking Sal because no. it's his- Oh my gosh. Pat. Sorry. Like, we, how can we forget Pat considering. Pat? Yes. Considering the color choices we had to make to make his. <laughs> make the, to make it very artistic and um, cohesive. <laughs> okay. So, for those that are audio listening right now, I'm putting up the graphic. It's, uh, it's got Tom All Ron black and white. It's not, not, my, not my choice. <laughs> Because uh, Pat had to be uh, artist, ar- ar- artsy fartsy, as uh, as Ron said. And, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's cool. a cool, it's a cool image. It's, cool. It's, cool. it's cool. So, uh, big thanks and- to our to Neil. Uh, we got comments. Um, Scott is a big, you know, big shocked face, Excite- uh, excitement face. Excitement pops the champagne. Congratulations, both of us, Tom, Ron, and Pat. Uh, the next episode is going to be one hell of a party. Uh, me and the producer studio trying to juggle the assets. Zach sends me versus what Kelly wants. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the um, is is what's the big announcement that is uh, we'll be posting yeah. this here shortly and after we finish up this episode. And Hi. so yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm nervous, but definitely get your questions ready, guys. Because um, we will take your questions. We're going to ask our questions first, and then we'll we'll turn it over to you guys in the comments um, as well. Um, but yes, uh, this is going to be February eighth, normal time. That's going to be Wednesday. February well, it's a Wednesday. 8th. Yes, it's going to be Wednesday, February eighth. Uh, so normal time, so nine Eastern, really? Yeah, nine, nine Eastern. Okay, we're not doing it earlier. Uh, I will I will confirm the time. Follow our social medias, but I'm I'm pretty sure yes. they were fine with it. Confirm them. confirm the time uh, to make sure everybody's cool with nine the o'clock best Eastern. Way, to be honest with you, is I will edit it on Streamyard slash YouTube slash Facebook slash Twitter, mm-hmm. and it will have the time. Okay. So be sure to subscribe, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, this episode. Let everybody know we will. Um, I have already made the link, so it's already. If you go to the yes. page and the Facebook, it's because now they've fixed it with Facebook and StreamYard, is that they will create events for the upcoming recordings. So they finally got that working where they can finally talk to each other. So used to be you could only go a week before uh, on the Facebook side, but now I can make these and make them out. And so, um, which means that our in coverage of dark web on SDE will not happen um, that day. It'll be a different day. Um, so I mean, that's- I mean, do y'all really need to talk about dark web? Come on. Listen, no, no you don't. We can forget I- about it. It doesn't exist anymore. It can't hurt you. <laughs> it's still, it's still hurting. Just- what are you talking about? <laughs> no, you just forget about it. You forget about it. It doesn't even exist. The recrap, recrap, whatever his name is, he doesn't exist. Um, but you know, I mean, the hurting will stop eventually, maybe. It, it won't. It won't. Uh, as a Ben Riley fan, the hurting will never stop. Uh, no. But 
if you want to follow us on various social medias, you can follow us uh, at Spidey Radio on Twitter, at Spidey Network on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, at Make My Mayday on Twitter. Um, you know, let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, believe me, uh, I got, I shouldn't say nervous because I guess it's like negative connotation. I'm excited, um, but there's only three people that can get me super tongue-tied uh, and nervous. And uh, I guess like that celebrity, ner- you know, where you're nervous because they're like awesome and you're not. Uh, you know, so that's... <laughs> Stop. You know? You stop that. Ah, no, never. Um, it's a key part of my personality. I know. Um, <laughs> but but yes, I'm, I'm, uh, like I said, this is, this is why I've been tongue tied all of this episode. So now this is finally out and I can kind of breathe a sigh of relief that you guys know this. And now me and Zach need to actually work on questions and, um, keeping, uh, Zach straight. So he doesn't just jump to like popcorn like he did the last time with pat because i won't i learned my lesson if you that go made watch me, the, that made me cry <laughs> go watch the jmd interview i i learned my lesson okay i can you know mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. my first rodeo. i just was okay. super excited it was so is this is this the this is is this the first time that all three of them have been on a podcast I think so. They've done panels together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. panels. But podcast together. And we'll ask. Uh, that is one of my questions that I'm. I am going to ask them. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So we've got. We we're we're going to have to do plans. And. Uh, okay, Greg. <laughs> All right, Greg. Actually, Greg, I need it. I need it. <laughs> I I I need help talking to famous people. Uh, as if Greg and I haven't talked to famous people before. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, see spectacular. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, guys, I'm really excited. Um, please come uh, show up and listen live so we can take your questions. And if you do have any questions you want us to ask but you cannot make it to the recording on February 8th, please feel free to send us an email at makemanmayday at gmail.com. Uh, I'll Obviously, always just send us emails and chat us up, talk to us, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars on Spotify, um, and yep. we will see you guys later. Yeah, so with that, we'll wrap up the episode, um, and thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, if you're listening to us on the audio edition, and we will see you next time with Pat, Ron, and Tom.